Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. You already know what you're going to say. Good evening. This is Brent from the Alter Life. Sitting across the table is Jeff, and we are back here for another Alter Life episode. Continuing on in our Ephesians series tonight, we're excited to dig into the topic saved by grace. We're only going to scratch the surface because grace is so deep we couldn't attain it all in one two-hour episode. So, uh, But you'll want to keep it locked right here. And uh, we've got a lot of great music in store tonight, and um, as always here on the Alter Life. So stick around. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We're what really, up? really excited to keep going in our Fusion Series episode three of fourteen projected episodes. And um, tonight we're in chapter two, which is um, one of the foundation stones of the the Christian faith. I guess you would say is being saved by grace and not of works. And to uh, to try to tackle all this, as Brandon said, when we kick off the night in two hours seems trivial, but we're going to look at what it says and to just praise God for it. Because as we'll see in the first 10 verses as we cover it tonight, it has nothing to do with us. So why do we worry about being able to explain it all the way? <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about what God did for us. And, you know, just as we started off with Dead Man Carry Me, Chapter 2 starts with, And he made you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. It's not like you were out, you were like in a, a weird abomination that was just like floating around out there, and everybody else was like, what's wrong with that guy? It's like, you were dead in trespasses and sins just like everybody else in the world. You know, it's you weren't an odd man out. It makes you an odd man out when you're chosen by God. And... Uh, you're saved, but uh, you know God wasn't expecting any less from you than to be a wicked sinner. That's what he he knew what he was getting when he, when he bought us, and uh, that's a good thing to remember. I think because sometimes we get like, well, I mean, God picked me because I had a lot to offer or whatever, and uh, that's not the case. Obviously, we see in this chapter. When he says, "Course of this world," I picture those that those T-shirts with the fish. All swimming in one direction, and there's the guy swimming the opposite direction. Yeah. He's not swimming acor- according to the course of the rest of his people. Like we were just one of those of the uh, million other fish that were swimming off the waterfall down the cliff. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <clears throat> that's where we were, and uh, you know, and God turned us around yeah. to be able to swim against the current, and that's really cool um, that He's able to do that. He's able to give us the ability to see. You know, among the thi- among the other people and the world and the momentum and the direction it was carrying us, you know, God was able to wake us up to realize that even though everything around us was going to was dying and we were, we we're going to death, He was able to grab our hearts and s- let us see the error of our ways, um, and He let us see where we were headed, and so we could kind of do the three sixty about face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, praise God for that. So. Uh, we'll keep the music rolling here tonight. Excited just to continue on. You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. It wasn't that you just didn't know about God yet. Like your heart was like dead to it, you know. Um, I don't know how many dead people you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't tend to hang out with them. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though they're hanging around because they really have nothing better to do. <laughs> uh, um, they, you know, you could talk to them all you want. You could, you know, you could say, hey, come on, let's go hang out. You could kind of want to take them to get a cup of coffee. 
weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> Dress them up. They wouldn't talk back unless it was a really scary night. <laughs> but uh, they they wouldn't really want to, you know, have a great conversation with you. They they would just be sitting there, and um, it, you'd be really lonely. And and you know that's what we were like. We you know, and with respect to God, we were dead. You know. People could have been talking to us about the Lord, and we didn't know anything about it. We were just dead to it, you know. Um, and that's what's so amazing about the light of Christ is that um, it's not just that it changes your perspective and changes your mind; um, it actually wakens you. You know, it brings life. You know, to something that was dead. Yeah, I think we get caught up in this um, this world that just preaches like self confidence and. You know, you're you're a good person and all this stuff, and and we get caught up in that in the church where it's like, well, they're not a Christian, but they're a really good person. Well, no, <laughs> it says we're if we're outside of Christ, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're a filthy sinner, and I'm a saved filthy sinner. You know, it's, there's nothing about us that is redeemable, other than the fact that God chose to redeem us. You know, that that's the only thing that sets us apart is that. God wanted us to be there, not that we earned our way or that we can find a way to kind of polish ourselves up for God to see in a, in a positive light. You know, as Brent was saying, you know, when God looks at, looked at us before Jesus, uh, you know, paid the price for us, we were just a bunch of like dead men walking, basically. It was like zombie nightmare all over the place, <laughs> you know, we were just feasting on other people and uh, we needed him to save us. And uh, with all the zombies walking around, we need a savior. <laughs> so we need a hero. <laughs> just telling Jeff this is like our Halloween episode yeah. tonight. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's going on? We're just talking about ghoulish things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But when you're talking about being dead, and uh, it says you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, so you were a walking dead man, right? Yeah. According to the courts of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, you know, and we would be naive to think that um, there wasn't a prince of the power of the air. There wasn't the enemy that was orchestrating the darkness. Um, Just like any good horror movie, there's something going on. (laughs) There's some spirit out there that's making us act all crazy. And, um, you know, and that's what he wants. He wants us all to be dead, men walking. You know, because he really wants the human race to end up dead to to Christ, and and um, he wins then. You yeah. know, and uh, you know, then he can rule. He thinks he's going to rule his empire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all his dead men, and uh, you know, and then it's it's not true. You know, because we all know the end of him is going to be you know burning in a lake of fire forever. So he's going to lose, even though he yeah. thinks he's winning. He's going to lose, and. Uh, you know, we're all the sons of disobedience, all those who are bamboozled by his tricks and his wares. Um, and, you know, you might, it might not even be intentional. You know, anybody out there that's like, you know, I'm not a weird Satanist. I'm not anybody who's out there, like, you know, worshiping Satan. And, you know, I'm just being a normal American, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, he's got us all fooled. He's got all the Americans fooled. They're, you know, we're, we're chasing after things of this world. We're chasing after pleasure. And um, we're chasing after... What's the latest thing? And uh, there isn't anything new under the sun, you know? It's all just the same deadness, all concocted in a different way. Yeah. So people get tricked. Yeah, and, I mean, he moves on saying, 
among whom we also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. And that's what Brandon was talking about. You know, like, there's just, we ha- our flesh lusts for things and the enemy's right there with them. He's like a butler <laughs> with the platter, like, oh, this? Is this what you were asking for? Or guy, I just picture, like, the guy walking around when you're, like, at a wedding and it's, like, the cocktail hour and they're yeah, walking right. around with, like, the little... You know, weenies in a blanket and stuff, or <laughs> pigs in a blanket, and uh, the little oh man, the little like beef taco things that they have sometimes. Bacon wrap fillet. Yeah. Oh, oh bacon wrap shrimp. That's my third favorite food wrapped in my first stuffed favorite mushrooms. food. I'm a big fan of the stuffed mushrooms. Oh, uh, all right, tangent. Sorry, saliva dripped on my microphone just now. Um, but that, that's case what, in point. Yeah, <laughs> desires of the flesh. Yeah, yeah. it's this fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. That's what we were surrounded by. That's what it wasn't. And you know, like I said before, it, we didn't stand out in that regard. You're listening to the Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Exit East. I will save you. Isn't that good news? And the good news comes in verse four. But God, comma, think about that for a second. We just painted this awful picture about how we are dead in our trespasses and sins. We're following the prince of the power of the air, the prince of this world who's working in the sons of disobedience. You know, he's at work making them even more disobedient. <laughs> you know, it's it, see that rule over there? Break it. Do it. <laughs> Nobody can tell you what to do. You know, that's that's a mentality that we see in our culture a lot. It's like, don't let anybody tell you what you can do. You go out and make your own destiny. <laughs> you know, and it, they put, make, put spin it in a positive way. Like, I'm the master of my destiny. You know, and I can do whatever I can set my mind to. It's like, but what if your mind is set on evil continually? Like it says, I think it says back in Genesis, where it's like the mind of man was set on nothing but evil all the time. And it went before the flood and everything. Like that's what man is capable of. So if you want to do anything you set your mind on, unless your mind is washed in the mind of Christ, then that's a dangerous motto to have for your life. And that's the, that one the enemy is like, yes, that's right. Go get it. Go get what you want. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. He loved us in the past, he loves us presently, and he will love us forever. That's something to take comfort in because sometimes we think that how we behave or what we bring to the table is what determines God's love for us. And that's a a big no-no. A big whoopsie. (laughs) I'm just glad he didn't stop with... Sons of disobedience and us and our demise that yeah. there was a but God. And aren't you glad that, you know, verse four happened in Ephesians chapter two, where he says, but God, who is rich in mercy, you know, so many people are off trying to be rich in the bank account, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, uh, our father, he's a rich in the bank account because he created the bank account to yeah. create all the money and basically owns the cattle on a thousand hills, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I wish I owned cattle on a thousand hills. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take care of the cattle yeah. on a thousand hills, but I wish I owned it. Um, and just had someone else take care of them. But, uh, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. And he just didn't do it because, all right, I got to go save the sons of disobedience now. It wasn't like out of an attitude of duty, <laughs> you know? I mean... Jesus, when when he was on the on the earth, and he was walking through that horrible thing of the garden and and sweating great great drops of blood, and saying to his father, "If there's any other way, you know, it wasn't pleasurable for him. You know, it wasn't like humanly speaking, it wasn't like we now we're gonna get crucified. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, it was a hard thing. 
Um, but he didn't. He didn't walk into it with his arms twisted. Yeah. Because he said, "If there's any other way, please make that happen." But you know, if not, you know, I'm just going to obey. I'm going to obey you and follow because I love them. You know, it was it was out of that love that he had for us that he was able to go to the cross and um, our God sent his son and that God is rich in mercy and that's why he sent him because he loved us and uh, you know I think about this I've been thinking about this a lot recently about how you know he he loves us and um, he's shown a lot toward us and he likes us too (laughs) you know and um, he really thinks we're cool (laughs) because he created us you know and you know we are that like we talked about a couple weeks ago we are walking testimony of his grace a walking testimony of the glory of the Lord. And um, it's pretty neat to see that verse, you know, his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, even when we were, you know, completely ignorant to what was going on and we were just dead. He, His spirit called our hearts and woke us up. You know, it breathed a little bit of life into us and drew us and, we, and our hearts started leaping. Oh my goodness, yeah. what's that? You know, I want more of that. I want more of that. Um... You know, and I don't know where you're at tonight. If you're struggling with, is this all real? I feel like I'm dead. You know, you are, and it's you just admit that you are. You know, and, and realize that Jesus loves you, and uh, He's rich in mercy, and He wants to pour that out on you tonight. Alter life with Brent and Jeff. That was alive in you, seventh time down, and we're getting down to verse seven. I don't know if that works or not, but. <laughs> <laughs> it did in my head just then. How convenient. Um, you know, when we, we were talking about verse 4, which is like the cornerstone of the, the scripture almost. But God, who's rich in mercy. he doesn't. He's not like going in his pockets like, oh, there's the Salvation Army bucket. I need to like find something that's not just empty gum, <laughs> empty gum wrappers. You know, God is rich in mercy. He's like, he didn't get... He, he needs those cargo pants that have like 16 pockets because he's got so much of it to just pour out. And not only is he rich in mercy, which is not giving us what we deserve as sons of disobedience who are dead in our trespasses and sins, but he lavishes his grace. He gives us what we don't deserve. And, um, and just moving on, it says that, you know, this is, as I, I've said before, and I've stolen it from other people, I don't can't take credit for it, but you know, this is one of the big butts of the Bible that we 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 really like. <laughs> There's sometimes when you're like, you know, but everyone did what was right in his own eyes. You know, the, the, not like, a good boo. one. That's a bad butt. <laughs> you know, I know that's like you're like, nobody wants that. But then there's the good butts in the Bible when it says like, this was all terrible, but God did this, and you're like, yay! That's when the hero rides in on the horse. You know, and um, it says he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isn't that so cool? You know that God making us alive together with Christ, raising us up. We get to sit together in the heavenly places with Jesus. We're not, you know, like chained behind some like curtain where we can't come out and Jesus is the big superstar. We get to sit right with him and enjoy God's grace and mercy. Isn't that just the most ridiculous exchange that's ever been made? We just don't get like the studio apartment next to the water cooler yeah. <laughs> in God's mansion, you know, <laughs> next to the elevated train outside the window. And it's like every time you <laughs> are trying to sleep, your, your bed lamp every shakes. Every time someone <laughs> dies and comes into heaven, the whole place shakes. Yeah. And you get the, you get the, 
the bum end of like, the I'm deal. I'm trying to sleep over here. I'm trying to sleep. Which, hey, that would have been good enough for yeah. me. <laughs> but, um, you know, his grace is so much better than that. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was back to the basics. Run, kid, run. And it's time for our unbelievable segment. Jeff, tonight, in honor of festivities... <laughs> I don't know why we're honoring festivities, but... I don't know. In uh, honor of stuffed mushrooms and <laughs> pigs in a blanket and... Uh, yeah, this is going to be a good old... Bacon wrap filet and... Uh, it's going to be a good old unbelievable where something we said in passing is developed into the unbelievable segment. We haven't done this in a while. Maybe it's because we haven't really talked about anything in a sarcastic manner in such a way as what we mentioned earlier, which was finger foods and the guy walking by with the plate full of them mm-hmm. when you're at a wedding or a, a funeral even I don't know um, there's always the item on the little stick and then there's the little mystery dipping sauce that's oh, next to it I'm and a it's dipper. always like so what is that yeah. you have to know you have to know you always want to know before you commit to yeah. it um, that's a zucchini salad seeds let's go do it what does it taste like it's like mustard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's great. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel so bad for those people. They're like, more? Would you like another? Take as many as you want. Be honest. You know, there's the thing, there's the item, and then there's the little cup with the with the toothpicks in it. Yeah. And they want you to take the toothpick to dab it. <laughs> Do you really ever just want just want to just grab it off the plate? Yeah. It's I like, like, I don't want to mess with the whole toothpick thing. Let me just take that and that and that. And you just want to move it off of your finger. <laughs> you just flick it onto a plate. <laughs> You're like, give me a plate. <laughs> and you start flicking it off. What's terrible is, more often than not, when I go to a wedding, I want more of that. And then I sit down to have my meal, and I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. Like, why can't you just give me a meal full of, like, the little quiches that are just so good, <laughs> that have, like, meat inside, where there's, like, beef empanadas or whatever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> those are good. They're so awesome. I like when they have the, um, there's, I don't even know, but it's got, like, this, like, little spicy, it's like a spicy mayo or something, and you're just like, this is the best thing ever. I know. And every time, <laughs> they're like... I'm like, can I take more than one? And they're like, oh yeah, take as many as you would like. And I'm like, they don't know what they're saying to me when they when they offer that blank check. I'm like, okay, I'll just take that play from you. Why don't I relieve you of your but duties? You're always like at a really formal event, so you don't really always you don't really want to feel like you don't feel like you're ready to just like pound them down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little bit, little bit, be a little bit awkward yeah. to do that. So you're kind of like, yeah, I'll have one. So you take one every time the guy comes along. <laughs> so then you try to like position yourself in the room so you're in the high traffic area for the servers. So it's by the not kitchen like, door. Yeah, it's not like, would you like one of these? You're like, I'll take four. You don't yeah. want to be that guy. But You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, did did you come around before? Oh, I must have missed you Meanwhile, last time. The people who don't really know you that are watching you pound out in the appetizers <laughs> are thinking, do you, did you, do you ever eat? <laughs> like, did anybody invite you, or did you just come for the food? I know. I want to. I w- that's one case when I wish I had a purse. <laughs> I would just be like shoveling it in. That'd be awesome. We left off, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. I love the little zinger in there. He throws the parenthetical in parenthetical. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like whoa. That was actually more profound. Than that. By grace you have been saved. Raised up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace 
in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Think about that. Mm. You know, tonight, you know, we could try to put this. That's why a two-hour show is just, you know, does not do it justice. Because we're going to be for ages to come, we're going to be being shown the exceeding riches it says, of his grace and his kindness, you know, forever and ever, for ages to come, those riches of of Christ are going to be given to us, and we're going to experience it more fully um, as eternity goes on, you know? And so we, we don't even, for what we know today, you know, it's blowing our minds, but it's going to continue to blow our minds. That's how amazing his grace is, is that it's eternally um, impressive, you know? Like everything else in this world, you get it once you once you're impressed like for the first hour um you're not impressed anymore it's like yeah i saw that already that's cool you know what i mean you yeah. find that really like <laughs> funny comedian and you're like this guy's funny yeah <laughs> and you tell all your friends and then after you watch all the all the material you can find with them then you watch it the second time, like yeah that was kind of funny yeah <laughs> you know because it's it's just it loses its luster but yeah. god's grace never loses that you know the kindness that he has toward us never fails and it never fails to impress. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We left off somewhere in the long sentence that Paul wrote between verse 5 and 8. <laughs> and uh, I just think it's amazing when it talks about the in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. People are like, I read about heaven and um, it seems kind of boring. Like, we just sing all the time. Uh, like, what else are we going to do there? Well, it says we're going to continue to... <laughs> God's going to continue to reveal the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We're never going to fully grasp the condescension, big word, um, that took place when God, Almighty God, created the universe, took on the form of a man and died for people that hated him and were his enemies, loved those enemies. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And we hear Jesus say, you know, love your enemies. But we don't realize, like, oh, that's what he did when when he's talking to those people and telling them to love their enemies. Those people were his enemies. As well, so he demonstrated it first, so that we would then have the ability to do that. And if we really look closely at the life of Jesus, you see, he's just Jesus living a demonst- demonstrative example of man. I'm like pulling out the source, the source today. I was just like, wow, the word dinosaur, as I call the thesaurus. I was just looking for dictionary.com app on my phone. <laughs> I can pull it up. And- Start start understanding you a little bit, but isn't it great? Like we're like, oh, God's rich in mercy, but He's also exceeding rich in grace. He's got like a diversified portfolio there. <laughs> you know, He's not He's not all about the mercy and no grace. He just lavishes on the grace too, on top of the mercy. It's unbelievable. Stocks and bonds, Jeff. Stocks yeah. and bonds. That's what it's all about. God's word diversified. is bond. You can take stock in His promises. Boom. That's the truth, y'all. Saved by grace, Ephesians two. That's where we are. This is the altar life. With Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Grace Amazing. Jimmy Needham with Brent that song. That Grace Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. That's a funky Jeff, jam. Jeff was doing that little head bob thing. <laughs> Where my body wasn't moving, just my head was. It's like detached. <laughs> you know what's great about Grace is that in the kindness of the Lord, you know, when we get saved, you know, I think 
God draws us with his goodness, with his love. You know, he reaches his hand out and he, and he shows us about Christ and the amount of love that Christ had for us. And we get saved. But it's grace. It's the kindness of the Lord that continues to draw our hearts. You know, like you, you could be romanced, you know, and you have a relationship and you're like, oh, you know, I want to give her flowers. And you know, she's, oh, you're so wonderful. <laughs> and you get married, right? And then like, like nothing happens. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's your birthday, huh? I should try to buy some flowers or something, right? <laughs> you could turn into a knucklehead. Well, you know, when it's not that way with Christ, you know. And of course, if that happen, if that did happen in a bad relationship, that that woman would be like, yeah, right, whatever. And she, you know, you would start losing interest in each other because there's nothing there. But Christ continues to show kindness. He can, continues to show grace, you know, and, and and that continues to stoke our hearts, doesn't it? Like as we're you know, it's not just to get us saved, right? That was the first thing, but his kindness just continues to draw us toward himself. And, you know, his kindness, it says, leads us to repentance. You know, we, you know, we are just so, you know, we when we sense the kindness of the Lord, we just want to fall on our knees and just say thank you, you know? And, um, you know, and for riches, for, for ages. And I think that's why for ages and ages to come, you know, it says that because forever we're going to see this kindness toward us and we're going to be stoked wow, Lord, you know, it's never going to get old. It's never going to fade away. It's never something that goes away. Um, it's continual and it's forever. And uh, that's the thing that we have our that we have our relationship based on. It has nothing to do with what we did for it. You know, it has everything to do with what Christ did on the cross on our behalf and uh, the kindness toward us in that regard. Grace is Sufficient by Shane and Shane. Just like we had for him earlier, you can't go through and talk about grace without playing Chain and Chain. They have so many songs that talk about grace that we had a hard time limiting it to just two songs. Saved by Grace, which was the topic, title, and then Grace is Sufficient. And uh, wrapping things up, the last couple of verses, which are really, I mean, they just he draws it up with a nice little bow. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves... It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Footnote. It's that way to get you saved, and it's that way to sanctify you and to get you into heaven as well, once you're saved. People think that it's like, okay, you know, it wasn't anything I did to get me saved, but now that I'm saved, I have to bring something to the table, and I have to do the works, and I need to do this and that. No. It's a finished work. He that began the good work is faithful to complete it. He says in Philippians, and uh, the reason is, is he doesn't want anyone to boast because God knows what's in the heart of man. <laughs> he knows that as soon as we, and we talked about that with, when we looked at Gideon, you know, when God does a work and men get in the middle, then they're like, well, look how I did pretty good. You know, <laughs> you start to, their shoulders get like up and your chest puffs out and you're like, yes. And God's like, no, this is all about me. And then in verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Isn't that great? It has nothing to do with us that gets us saved. Our works don't get us saved, but God wants us to do good works, which he already prepared for us beforehand. (laughs) So he's like, here, do this. I already did it, but here, now you get to like live it out. So it has nothing to do with us. And that's why it's so awesome because if it did, then it would fail. It's totally about the grace of God and what he's done. It's a gift. I mean, it's something he's given us. You know, we didn't do anything for it. You know, it's like, here you go. 
Here's my grace, and here's my kindness towards you, and it's free, and it's just sopping wet with my love and my kindness. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can think, you can't think of any better gift, you know, tonight, no matter how good of gifts you've ever gotten. Tonight, we're, you know, focusing on being saved by grace and uh, just rejoicing tonight in the fact that Jesus, in his, through his kindness and his love for us, um, showed us grace and gave us a gift that, um, that he's giving you tonight. And, you know, if you're here, if you're just struggling tonight, trying to earn it, don't try to earn it. It's all about grace and he loves you. And we've got, we're, we're done. We have, don't have any more time. So <laughs> until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.